Hello everybody, welcome to the NC podcast. I hope you're all well this week. I have a very special guest from my most listened to podcast of 2018. Hi Rach. Hi. <laughs> Back by popular demand, Rach Cass is in the podcast building. Um, not not literally not literally we are an atlantic ocean apart transatlantic and all that (laughs) so if you guys didn't listen to this beforehand and you're wondering who on earth rach cass is (laughs) so last last year probably around november time we recorded a podcast called we moved out of london and here's what happened and back in around last september I moved to New York and Rach moved to Manchester from London. But that was not where our friendship journey started. We went to um, university together when we were at the University of Worcester. And that is how we met all those years ago. (laughs) All those many years ago. (laughs) 11 years ago, Rach. Over 11 years ago. 11 years. When we were 18. We're almost 30. Oh, yeah. I I keep forgetting that I'm 30 this year. Anyway, <gasps> it's coming up, Ooh. isn't it? <laughs> but yeah, yes, I know. So we thought we'd get back together <gasps> this side of 2019. And we this podcast is called 64 Days Into the Year. And we're going to discuss what's happened, what's inspired us, things that have kind of moved us to our core, things that we're expecting for the rest of the year, because... January always comes with huge amounts of anticipation of what's coming for the year. And more often than not, we get these massive ideas into our heads and come three months later, (laughs) we're kind of thinking, oh my gosh, where is the first quarter of the year gone? And I know that this is usually a property podcast and we're going to be touching on some property bits and pieces, but it's also good for me to let you into the real life aspect of Natasha Collins and so Rach is one of my bestest friends in the whole wide world so here we are having another chat together having another chat having another chat so I will start by asking you Rach how's the last 64 days gone for you um (laughs) uh, that's a really good question so uh, yeah good I think good so I decided in the end of December that um 2018 was a turbulent year um as you probably all heard in the last podcast so lots of big decisions were made movements around the country etc etc so I made a decision that this year would be more wasn't going to be a better year I didn't want to do the cliche of like oh next year is going to be better um but in my head I was like actually it's going to be more consistent Mm -hmm. um which I'd like to think I've achieved. So my year started with um, three assignments for my postgraduate degree due within like eight days. So that was like nearly 8,000 words that I had to write in. Well, obviously I had time to do it before, but classic Rachel left it for the last minute. Um, So yeah, it was assignments and then I went for a bit of a jolly and then I started semester again and then I started writing more assignments. So it's been it's been good. Like I've done a lot more than I thought I had. Yeah. When you spoke to me last week and went, how was your first X amount of days? I was like, actually, it's been all right. And then I thought, well, actually, no, I've been to Cambridge and I've been to Northampton. And I've been to London. I went to Scotland and I went to Edinburgh. 
and I've been to like yeah Manchester and da, 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 da. so I've been I've been jet setting as well around the UK jet setting around the UK I mean I don't know if you'd call it jet setting around the UK but I've been driving around the UK that sounds a bit better <laughs> wow we could all imagine that you've got your plane that you get on from Manchester airport <laughs> could you imagine like that is life goals right there Right what just some um, small plane take you down to london yeah it'd be great <laughs> i mean not very eco-friendly at all but anyway never mind <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so writing basically is what i've been doing it's been good fair fair enough yeah sounds like it's pretty been pretty Ooh. consistent um yeah i i started the year kind of overwhelmed as I always do I take on far too much um, and then wonder about how or what um, I need to cut or I need to streamline and completely change yep. change my goals at the start of February and was like right 2019 is the year I put processes in place in order to just completely streamline my business streamline my work mean that I get yep. actual time off and um, I've been working on having more time off which has been um which guilt. I think you've achieved I've, I've you achieved, achieved it but the guilt that comes with that that I'm not working I sat down and watched Sex in the City the I know, other night. But I... don't even get me started <laughs> on that today, honestly don't I don't there's a new there's a new series on um, Netflix called Sex Education. I watched six episodes today. Should have been doing uni work. Was it good? No, no, decided to watch six episodes. Uh, yeah, it was all right. It was um, it's really cringy. If you like cringy and like, yeah, but it's yeah, it's good. I'd recommend it because it's quite funny, but it's very cringy. So this is um, my my issue: the taking the time off to <laughs> do these things, and then so. For all of you, for all of you listening, I don't take time off easily. It takes me a long time to work myself up to being able to relax, and then the minute I start relaxing, that's it. It's kind of okay. Well, my days, my days. I'm like four o'clock. I'm gonna start watching uh, Netflix. Actually, no, I'm going to watch the whole day where I watch Heart of Dixie. I did all four seasons at the start of the start of the year, uh, mainly because I was ill over Christmas, and then I was like, no, I have to continue watching this because I need to find out what happens at the end. Um, so then I thought, Do you know what, <laughs> Netflix, no, we're gonna move away from that. Although I did watch the Fire documentary. Everybody watched that. Oh. Did you watch it? No. You must watch it. Me? No. You haven't seen no, it? No, don't. There's another one that's come. No. How many hours of my life will I lose to this? One. <laughs> one and a half. You, oh, need, great. To, you need to watch Wonderful. it. Um, okay. So, okay. so that, was, that was something else that completely revolutionised my last month. I watched the Fire de- documentary and started making... Um, do you know what it's about? No. I don't know where you've been. <laughs> great great question great question um quick question is it american or british it's on, it's on the british it's been everywhere it's, it's on the british netflix what's on it the Ameri- called fire fire festival documentary oh i have heard of this my friends told me about it and she told me i needed to watch it yes i do know what it's okay about. so you, do, you need to watch yeah, it so don't basically- pa- i'm back in 2019 <laughs> don't panic so i'm here <laughs> I think we live on in like different planets. 
Oh dear. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> so the Fire Festival documentary was again something that over the first um like the last couple of weeks has kind of changed my outlook on things. It's about um Billy yeah. McFarlane who had this festival idea with him and Ja Rule. Um and it was just uh, it was a massive failure, spectacular. They tried to buy an island back in 2017. They used loads of Instagram models to advertise. Um, and I was actually a little bit skeptical about the next Netflix documentary. Um, it just, it just to me, Billy McFarlane come, came across as one of these types that you see advertising six figure course you know how to make six figures in like eight weeks on on instagram or facebook you know those business mentorship yeah ads yeah. that come around did you see them that was what it that was what it reminded me yeah, of he, yeah. he was living this lifestyle that he couldn't afford and he he was just basically mind like brainwashed himself that he could keep finding money he could put on this massive festival and he would be a legend um, and I think he was probably filming it because that was the intention. And he never, he didn't manage to get anything together in time. Um, you should actually watch it because it would be, it's quite relatable for your degree in the fact that he was on this Caribbean island and ended up having to go and get the hurricane tents to house people in. You know, there's plastic shelters. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it just completely fell apart, completely fell apart. And in the Netflix documentary, I kind of felt a bit sorry for him because it felt if it felt like because he had brainwashed himself so much that he could achieve it, um, he didn't think of the consequences of what if. But then I watched the Hulu documentary with where he was actually there. And I, I, I oh. think he actually knew what was going on throughout. So if you want a good... Three, if you've got three hours spare, watch both documentaries. Okay, noted. It's on my list. So that was, that for me, that then made me see kind of, sometimes I look at these massive entrepreneurs who run these business sc schools or these, I don't know what they, mentorship programs. And I think to myself, uh, what is this? Where does this come from? And Fire Festival kind of confirmed that that was probably very similar for me so again that was very revolutionary yeah well that's good it's good to um yeah be inspired or not inspired as in to know that what you're doing is actually right rather than what someone else is doing yeah if that made any sense so as in and maybe steal like as in like looking at best practice like sharing best practice so is there something that he did that didn't work for him but actually could be relatable on a smaller scale for your business or for someone else's? Or is it something that you're doing that he also did that went really wrong, so now you need to stop? Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's quite a wake-up call. I think people have been watching it and thinking, oh, perhaps this get-rich-quick stuff's wrong. That's, that's, that, to yeah, me, is I mean, what it felt like. Yeah, I think... The get rich quick thing is, I felt like it was a bit of a fad a couple of years ago, and maybe it's coming back, but you've got to work damn hard to be able to do that kind of thing. And actually, you've got to have a good idea. Yeah, I agree. And it, it takes time to you build. Can't, you can't make money out of nothing. No. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But then the big question is, do you want to make money quickly? 
and then live off that money or do you want to do something that actually makes you feel good about yourself every day and inspires you to get up and inspires you to make the money so you know not making as much as quickly but making the same amount over a long period of time I think I'd rather do that yeah that's a very true statement yeah you're welcome (laughs) Um, but it's each to their own it is each to their own though um yeah like I know that I know that potentially the roles I'll go into after this degree are more than likely going to be working within a national like an NGO or um a not-for-profit or a charity therefore salary isn't going to be huge but then that's not why I'm doing it no you do it because you enjoy and you want to make a difference yeah exactly that's what I'm telling myself while I'm writing all these words. <laughs> and if all else fails, I'll do a PhD and become a doctor. Good plan. Good plan. Although, Mainly because I think doc- Dr. Cass sounds quite cool. Does sound pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> How are you finding being back at university, you know, at the end of your 20s rather than the start of your 20s when we were at university? Well, funny you should ask that, because I was having that conversation the other night with a group of guys that um, are sort of a year after undergrad. Actually, I've taken to it better than I thought I would. Mm-hmm. And for me, and this is a personal experience, I I think I'm getting more from the course having had some form of life experience. So I know it wasn't my experience wasn't relevant to what I'm doing. So I was in hospitality management. I'm now doing international disaster management to anyone that's been in hospitality management there are links because you do get disasters but not on the natural hazard scale thankfully um but i for me life experience is really helpful and it's allowed me to switch off from people being stupid and annoying which is quite a lot of the time um but also like time management is something that I didn't learn undergrad, like hand on heart, I didn't learn that at undergrad. Um, But I've learned it through my working career. And actually, it's, it's, I know my limits now. Mm -hmm. So that's good. That's really good. Can we can I do a little segue in time management? Can I tell you a story from this week where I also discovered something about my personality? Go for it. (laughs) So I love the segue. I love the segue, but this is, this is about time management, and I, I've learned this about myself, is that sometimes I really lack patience. Um, and uh, I had a conference call this week uh, that I was promised was only going to take 30 minutes, and it was going to be six people on a conference call. And I must be the sort of person who doesn't particularly like getting on a conference call because... I I find I that they, yes they're a bit of a waste of time and, I hate them and so every it, conference call in my working career I had it on mute and was doing emails honestly <laughs> I probably shouldn't say that but I just I don't have the patience for it no and I this is this so let me tell you what happened and you you can be the decision the decision maker of whether I lost my patience okay. too early so I got Adjudicator. on this yes I got on this call. And people are dialing in and you know it says their name, so-and-so has jumped into the call and so-and-so has jumped into the call. And so we sat there waiting and then this person jumped into the call, but it was the guy's PA. And the guy's PA then said, hold on a minute, um, let me get so-and-so on, on the call. 
I was thinking to myself, well, you're already five minutes late and your PAs had to, had to jump on the call. Anyway, me thinking that this call was going to be half an hour, I assumed that we would just all get on the call and we'd be told what's going on, put our input, and then it's game over. Anyway, this, this chap jumps on the call after being put through <laughs> from his PA and proceeds to talk to himself, talk about himself for 15 minutes. And I was thinking, for someone who hasn't got time to dial a number themselves, how have you got 15 minutes to talk about yourself? And so I was watching the, I was watching the call and um, I thought to myself, do you know what, it'd be, really, it'd be really great if I just hung up and dialed back in in a bit. I was thinking, I dare you to do it dare you to do it to myself <laughs> <laughs> and so I pushed that but you didn't did you no I hung up you on didn't. the call <laughs> dialed in oh. five minutes later <laughs> oh no so I'm learning about my I'm learning about myself that I need oh. to um do you think that's patience or do you think that's that's justified I think it's justified, but I maybe wouldn't say patience. I would say tolerance. Tolerance, yes. So I had that last week at uni. So we had, um, I've signed myself up to help organise a careers day, which I'm super excited about Mm -hmm. um, because it gets me in contact with people to come and do talks or I've decided to help with like doing the stalls side of it. So getting the exhibition. If you're actually going to talk to a company and be like, hey, your company's relevant to what? the students want to do afterwards to come along yeah anyway I was told that this meeting would last an hour two hours later two hours two hours later I'm sat in a room so this was the first proper like proper meeting people were asking about health and safety they were asking about accessibility they were asking about how many seats there were going to be I'm like this isn't relevant we haven't got anybody to talk and then I sat there after the meeting sat in the pub with one of my friends and just went like you oh my patience is really thin and I went actually it's not patience it's tolerance yes and actually maybe you need to lower your tolerance to go or lower your expectations of people so that they don't disappoint you and then if they do better than what you think then you're pleasantly surprised but I just I don't have tolerance for time wasters (laughs) no I'm with you on that it's really bad I shouldn't I shouldn't admit that, but it no. just drives me mad. And I feel like other people need to have respect for other people's time. Yeah. That's, that's... Oh, you know how you asked me about, about going back to uni later in life? Yes. One of the biggest things I learned in my working career is... Now, I know that you're probably not a fan of emails. I wasn't a fan of emails. Like, I don't mind them. But the first thing I do every day when I go into uni is I check my emails, right? You mm-hmm. check your emails on a daily basis, don't you? Yes. Because if you don't, your business won't run, correct? Yes, correct. It is, it is terrifying the percentage of people on a postgraduate degree at my university on the same course as me that cannot read an email. I, on it, it blows my mind. On, uh, not as in they mind. can't read. Like, as in they just don't. They just don't open their emails. I'm like, what is wrong with you? So again, tolerance. My tolerance of people is not very good. Well, how do you organise things like group anyway. seminars? You text. Very good question. WhatsApp. 
the amount of WhatsApp groups I've got on mute, but don't tell anyone that bit. But anyway, on mute, it's ridiculous. I'm like, why, like, why, why can't we just talk to each other? I'm and the then same. I thought to myself, when I was an undergrad, how did you and I used to organise stuff? We talked to each other. We phoned each other. But also, I'd know that you'd be in the library, and you also lived across the road from me. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't like. It was easy to get in contact with you, right? I knew where you'd be. Yeah, no, well. Okay, bad example. But, you know, like you would talk to me. Yes, and then you put stuff in the diary. Actually, I'm a I'm a very big person for putting stuff in the diary. So, say I've put something something in the diary for thirty minutes. That is as long as I'm expecting it to be. If I put it in the diary for an hour, that's how much time I'm expecting it to be. I'm quite. I like to know what I'm. You've going... learned that though. You've learned that over time. I would say. Yeah, I didn't used to be able to do that. No. But then I think maybe that's where this whole um, 2019 goals has come in for you, where you're like, actually, my, my like, I learned it last two years ago with work. Like, your time is precious, and you spend what you want on what, like, you spend the right amount of time on what you want. If that makes sense. So, yeah. like, if you're putting 30 minutes in the diary to have a conference call, and some lovely gentleman. <laughs> talks about himself for 15 minutes well you've only got 15 minutes left in your diary and you go actually it's now's the time's up sorry I'm leaving and I think that society needs to start doing that more because you look at stress levels within workplaces and the hour look at the hours that you used to do when you worked in London like if Mm. people had the the self discipline to go no this is a half an hour meeting it's a half an hour meeting yeah and that, that's it, because, you know, what, I mean, what else do you need to talk about? Nothing. Exactly. Exactly. So you streamlining your processes and, you know, streamlining processes for managing the two flats that you've got in London. Um, that is better use of your time. Like, it's more time now to get the processes in place. Mm-hmm. But the long term gain of that is so much more beneficial. Well, yeah, that was that was part of the plan of when I when we left. There's no one. I don't have immediate family in London to look after those. So I, I yeah, had exactly. to streamline those those processes. And again, that's about building relationships. But once you've got the processes in, in place, yeah, that works really well. But yeah, again, you but you have to forecast that and think, okay, well, who, would, who could I rely on to get there? No one, because they're all in the West Country. Um, and like my properties in the West Country are fine. You know, there's people... Adrian Collins will pop down there. <laughs> he likes to be nosy. Good old Adrian. Yeah, he likes to be nosy and go and pop in on my properties. You know, that's his. I I guess that's his thing that he likes to do on a Sunday. Um, Daddy to the rescue. <laughs> Please note, my dad doesn't actually go and pop in on my properties when he's not told tenants. <laughs> but he would love to. He would absolutely love to. Um, yeah, so that was that yeah, was. But he re- doesn't. He doesn't. Um, that was really something I had to think about. But again, yeah, no time wasting. That's definitely a twenty nineteen affirmation. Do not waste my time. But also, I'm being yeah, very selective I, about events that I go to as well. Yeah, which is good because, like, if you think the first year or first two years in London when you started up by yourself, you went to anything and everything you could do, which is what you needed to do to get your name out there. But now, like, yeah, be selective. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Okay, so let's... Why not? Anything else you've 
gained this year, learnt this year, thinking about this year? This year so far? This year so far. Um, I mean, probably quite a lot, to be honest. Um, I'm a bit scared for what comes after doing this degree, but we'll see. That, mm-hmm. that I'll cross that bridge when I get to it. Um, it's a... Uh, it's going to be a good year, actually. I think turning 30 is going to be a positive thing, I've told yeah. myself. Yes, um, it will be. Yeah, it will. It's going, to be, it's going to be a good year. I think, what have I learned? Um, like you, make more time for myself um, and don't feel guilty. So beginning of the year, well, end of last year, beginning of this year, went through emotion, emotional, I don't know what the word is, I don't want to say trauma because that sounds really bad. Um, it was an emotional time. Um, and I realised that feeling guilty was a wasted emotion. And I learned that from my mum. Mum told me that guilt was a wasted emotion. Um, and I've just learned to write stuff down more. I was a big writer downer anyway. I was a big write things down and read it the next day and get rid of it. But it's really helped this year. Mm-hmm. Really helped. Yeah. So, like, little things like, you know, that meeting that I went to that went on for two hours, I, I wrote down a couple of sentences about how I felt, and then the next day I read them and went, yeah, that was fine. You felt that was the right thing to feel, mm-hmm. but this is how you process it now. Um, and then I found I found in my bookcase in the beginning of January my journal that I bought myself many years ago called, okay, fine, I'm grateful. And it's a, it's a, a grateful journal. And it's got quotes and everything in it. It's great. I'd mm. recommend it. Ooh, where did you get it from? Many. Um, I knew you were going to ask me that. <laughs> um, I've got a funny feeling it was a bookshop. What's the big bookshop on Tottenham Court Road? Oh, God. Mm. What's it called? Is it a Borders? There's no, a it's a big, like a big... No, it's like Waterstones, but the, oh, what's it called? Anyway, let's just say I got it from Waterstones. It's it's a knock 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 stuff dot com. Not that I should do branding, but it's it's a knock knock journal, and it's really good. Oh, great! Sounds good. I so um, I have stopped writing as much this year. I used to write everything down. I've stopped writing as much. I instead of writing. I light a candle, I have a glass of wine, and I go and sit and read. Yeah, reading. I started reading again in January, and it's great. I'm reading a book called Love Letters by Lucinda Riley, and it's really good. Is it? I mean, it's an absolute door wedge, but and I'm really slow at reading, unlike you, so you'd probably read it in a week, and it's t- and I'm only halfway through, <laughs> and we're, what, middle of February? I do devour so... books quickly. I just, mm, I just... But it's really good. She's... Would you recommend I buy it? Mm-hmm. Should I read it? Yes. If you want to, if you want a standalone book by her, The Angel Tree is amazing is amazing. Mm-hmm. But she's doing a seven a seven part series called The Seven Sisters, and I'd recommend them. They're very easy reading, and I would very much recommend them. Okay. Um But my go to at the moment for when I just need to like chill is um Harry Potter audiobooks. I love it. Stephen Fry is a wonderful human being. Oh, see, I've never done, yeah. I've not really started with audiobooks. I listen to podcasts all the time, all the time. Yes. 
Yes. So I started listening to David Tennant's new podcast. You did? Obviously listened to your podcast as well. Um, yeah, it's so good. It so is good. good, isn't it? David yeah, Tennant's perfect. podcast is really good. Have you listened to the High Low? Sorry, I just hit the mic. Have you listened no. to the High Low podcast? Again, really funny. No. What was the one I listened to the other day? Oh, The Guilty Feminist. I was listening to some of her stuff the other day. That's quite funny and quite good to listen to. Um, but it's quite heavy. It's yes. not a chill out. No, I found yeah. that. I, I, I like listening to podcasts that are really... Um, light and funny and with people who've got kind of a sense of humor i love van cotton's happy place um if i want pop, yeah. pop culture i listen to the ringers channel 33 network um, oh my god yes there's another one you know chris ramsey the comedian from newcastle yes do you listen to that? his him and his him and his wife have just started a podcast and i really want to listen to it interesting i can't what it's called the other, yeah, the anyway. other thing is is that Money Diaries have just come out. Uh, Refinery29's Money Diaries have just started a podcast as well. And I find podcasts really? inspiring, yes. So I would recommend listening to that. And I've just finished Michelle. A good flight, chilling. Carry on. <gasps> have you finished Michelle Obama's book? I what have. Like? Amazing. It taught me a thing or See, two about being married. That was what I took away from it. Yeah. Well, that's happening in 2019, isn't it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was it was really interesting. It was it was such a good read. It taught me about um you know how how to balance life, how to look at the different things that go on in in life and Michelle Obama is incredibly self-driven. Incredibly self-driven and how she She's an incredible incredible woman. She really is. Yeah. And there was times in the book where I was getting emotional and I could feel fear, feel tears in my eyes mm-hmm. and I'm not a crier. Well, that says a lot, doesn't it? It does say a lot. And I was just, you know... Me, on the other hand, I probably <laughs> probably would have been bawling my eyes out, wouldn't I? So, yeah. there you go. So watch out for that. That's cry alert on that book. No, but it was it was great. I... I I wish that there was more chapters. I want to know what she's doing in her life now. Kind of finished when the presidency finished, but I would like to know what Michelle Obama does today. You know, almost she needs like a Michelle Obama oh. reality TV show. You'd be all over that. <laughs> I would be watching that. That would be something that I would watch. That's, you know, that's yeah. my kind of I'm thing. Given, um, I got given a book at the weekend um, by a really, really good friend who I went to school with, and it's by Matt Hay, and it's called Notes on a Nervous Planet. And it's basically, well, the crit on the back says, what if the way we live was engineered to make us unhappy? What if there was something we could do about it? So I think that could be quite an interesting read. Might make us a bit look at the world in a more cynical way, maybe, I don't know. Or it might open our eyes to new adventures. Who knows? Matt Haig So did... when I've read that, I'll let you know. Great. Matt Haig did the... Um... He did a book on mental book health, right? Humans. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. And there's another one that's like... Um... Not a horary one, but it's it's called Something Humans he did as well. That was okay. really good. But yeah, he did do one on like mental well-being. I, th- I think yeah. I, re- I read it um, a couple of chapters in and I find it quite I found it quite distressing 
it was like everything bad that I knew about mental health and some of my own bad feelings of when I feel mental like mentally down um, and it kind of wrapped that yes. all into one and I, I, I had to put it down because I just it was too disturbing for me to think about and I felt really guilty about that as well like I should be pushing through and I should be acknowledging this this guy's story but I couldn't I really couldn't <laughs> Well, I think it's good that you that you knew that you couldn't as well, because some people would carry on and then it would just go a bit wrong, wouldn't it? So yeah, and you keep thinking about I wouldn't, it. Don't feel guilty; it's a wasted emotion, as my mum would. Say. <laughs> okay, so I, I mean, we've been chatting for what, over half an hour now. Um, I know it's, we can chat for hours. <laughs> we could chat for hours. So, can I ask you, what are your three key takeaways from the start of this year, and what are you hoping for going forward in twenty nineteen? My key, the key takeaways from the first part of the year. Yes. Um, eh, oh, you've put me on the spot now, haven't you? So, yeah. key takeaways is um, be more tolerant mm-hmm. of people and just in general um, to. Allow yourself some time to switch off and not feel guilty about it mm-hmm. with a subsection of being able to manage your time a bit better than sitting and watching six episodes of something <laughs> on Netflix. And then the third one would be going and doing more. So as in going and do more fun stuff. So like going to see more live music because Manchester is amazing for live music. Um, and just exploring more, I think it would be because I went and did quite a lot of that at the beginning of the year and I'd like to carry on with that. And then what do I hope for the rest of the year? Well, I hope that I pass my postgraduate degree ideally with a distinction would be great. Mm-hmm. Um, and then who knows? Who knows? I'm open. <laughs> I'm an open book for this one. Let's see what 2019 has in store, really, I think. True, true. true. Those are some great takeaways. I mean, there's going to be there's going to be an excellent wedding. I know that much. I'm going to turn 30. You're going to turn 13. Yeah. I think it's going to be a good year. And then, you know, I'll come to America at the end of the year and maybe we can do this again with me there, maybe. Who knows? Yes, we'll do a reprise. Who knows? We could do it with 64 days to go till the end of the year. <laughs> yeah, what are we hoping we're going to finish off this year yeah, doing? Like, what has happened? What's going to be 2020? 2020 sounds scary, though. Yeah. yeah, we'll leave that for next year. what are your what are your three takeaways and one going forward Um, my three takeaways are that again it's okay to have time off and it actually makes me feel better if I've taken time off I sleep well and the next day I feel really productive um yeah number two stop scheduling so much into my days and then feeling really disappointed when I haven't done four workshops marked 20 exam scripts and spoken to about 15 people on the phone yeah you're not super I mean you are superwoman but you're not if that makes sense yeah so yeah um, that's good and then and and that goes with that is that sometimes I can't always jump on social media and be um, as active as I would love to be I like talking to people on social media and and make I make yeah. myself feel bad about that but I try and at least do it you know a couple of days a week so that I connect with people um number three is that I this is going to be the year that I buy a car and drive around the US sometimes (gasps) yeah that's exciting that is that is something that um I've been 
kind of speaking to Chris about and Chris is in agreement that now we need a car and for those of you who think that I might be about to go and buy a really swanky car no it's not really my style I've always wanted a VW Tiguan <laughs> it's quite a nice size yep, yep. car I've wanted that for years because it's, it's a nice size car it'll be comfortable to drive around in and I think we are going to fulfill that dream of mine to have a Tiguan on the driveway. How funny. Um, I love the way you say that. It's brilliant. It's funny, isn't it? Just Can you promise me, just promise me that you won't buy an MG convertible? Oh, what? Yeah, I heard those are the best yeah. cars though, right? <laughs> <laughs> For those of you who don't know... Um, <laughs> the year before we left London, Chris bought himself um, an MG convertible, like a excellent car, a excellent. really old MG convertible. That's the problem. It was old. It was old, it. and it broke down everywhere we went. But he needed a sports car, and he wanted to try it out, and I let him have it. I let him have it. That's yeah, really like that sounds fine. like he's under the thumb. It was nothing to do with me, actually. It was really nothing to it do with me. It was fine. It was fine, I wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, it wasn't great to get in and out of when you can't bend your knee when you had to take me to hospital. But other than I that, drove your you car. Know. No, oh yeah, you did. But then I got in your car for some reason. Yeah. Well, anyway, never mind. Um, yeah, get a Tiguan. You'll so be we, yeah, that. so that's that's the plan. So just travel a little bit more at my weekends, um, so I can see yeah. new things. Um, and then what am I hoping for the yeah. year ahead? I. Again, the processes thing is something that I really want to do. I also have this dream for the work culture of my business. Um, and I've been reading a lot of uh, oh. entrepreneur magazines about uh, businesses in Austin and businesses in Silicon Valley and how they look after their staff members. And I was thinking about whether I, how I could recreate that for an online working environment. So watch this space. It's very early. But I, 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 as my team grows and... Uh, I've got four people on my team apart from me um, and we all work remotely from different corners of the world um, and I, I just want to have a safe space online where we can all get together and we can work together and and not just with these scheduling apps or um, Asana or Trello or whatever that looks like I want something that has more of a kind of connected feel so I'm going to be looking at more that possible. yes and I've, I've put out loads of goals that I have for this year as well. So everybody who's been reading my newsletters, you'll have seen that already. But this is an additional one that sprung into my yeah. mind this week. <laughs> nice. And I think one for me as well is I want to start writing more letters. Oh, yeah. You're good at that's, that anyway. You're yeah, always so, buying note cards. Yeah, that's. I think that's one for me as well. I mean, it's stupid because I'm doing so much writing for assignments, but actually I really like writing to people and I really like receiving cards, so that's another one. Amazing. I'm going to so watch this, but you might get a letter from me. You never know if you're lucky. Fantastic. I look forward to it. Yeah. So, there you go. I think we're at the end of the podcast. Rach, it's been a pleasure, as usual. It, it's always a pleasure. It's <laughs> always a pleasure. Thank you, everybody, for listening to us. I know this has been a side note from the usual property investment, but sometimes it's a good to take stock of everything else that's going on. Um, aside from what I do at property investment, because I do invest in property, but I have a lot of other things going on, and, and I'm always taking notes from whatever I'm doing, reading, watching Netflix, <laughs> 
reading, you know, <laughs> listening to podcasts. Do you know, there's so much that goes on that inspires me on a daily basis and life changes so rapidly that if we don't pause to reflect sometimes, it life passes you by without even realising. So I hope that's also made that's you so think. If you've been listening to this and you've been thinking, my gosh, I've not reflected on the last couple of uh, months, get your best friend and have a reflection and let us know how it goes. Oh, actually, we want to hear from you. We'd be really intrigued. You'd be intrigued, wouldn't you, Rach? We'll, we'll have yeah, a look at it. Yeah, share that with us. I want to know what, how your last yeah. 64 days have gone. And I want to know who you're sharing that with, if you're having that conversation with someone else. That'd be really interesting. Let's see how far this goes. How many other friends are having these type of oh. conversations? So, yeah. I'm going to wrap up. If you want to get in contact with me, then come over to my website, www.ncrealestate.co.uk, which is primarily property investment, but I do talk a bit of lifestyle stuff as well. If you want to join my community, then head on over to the Property Investment Mastery Facebook group. I'm going to put the link for that below as well. And if you've loved this podcast, then don't forget to hit like and subscribe and also leave a five-star review. I would really appreciate that. Thank you for coming and listening with us this week and I will catch up with you again soon. 